Hello and welcome to the Pretty Pixel. Pix- no, keep going, keep going. God damn keep it! Keep going. <laughs> welcome to the Pretty Pixels podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joey Crundwell. I'm going to say my name this time. Here today with Paul, bulletproof, not needleproof, Groskoff. How are you doing, sir? Doing well. Um, just don't um, stab me or shoot me in the eyes or mouth. <laughs> or or the, the movie left this out, but the butthole as well, I feel, would have been <laughs> potentially dangerous. <laughs> yeah, you notice they didn't, they weren't, you know, putting their back to the camera. That's, they were to the enemy. That's probably why. And it's not because um, they didn't have shapely booties. As the, the movie right. established, they're quite, quite muscular. Yeah. <laughs> At least a two. And Ron, just the food guy, Kluinski. How are you doing, Ron? You owe me a meatball sandwich. <laughs> and you will you will get it, sir. But um, who we're not joined by today is Tab, number one Far Cry fan, London, because their computer is acting up. So they were genuinely really excited. They love the Far Cry series. They love the Far Cry movie. So much. Um, like they could not stop yeah, talking about they it. Could like not, they couldn't shut up about it. It was they watched it's it actually three kind times. Of, it's actually kind of relieving that they're not here because yeah. otherwise like it's just gonna be like an hour and a half of gushing. So they would have just dominated the conversation. Yeah. And we I think we have a lot of valid criticisms about the film. Yeah. Objectively speaking. Tab didn't want to hear any of it. Yeah. Total favoritism, total bias from top to bottom. So uh, it's really unfortunate because I think it might have balanced it out because we, again, we have a lot of negative things to say. But since we're talking around it, Far Cry, the film from 2008 by director Uwe Boll is our main main topic of discussion today. So we will get to that. But before then, we have a lot to do because... We are going to do our fantasy video game draft mid-season redraft. We've been talking about this for a while. And when we did the fantasy video game draft at the beginning of the year, we didn't account. Well, we did account for injuries, as we call them. So we did this fantasy video game draft where we drafted up to 11 games to represent like a football team. So you have 11 players. And then one of those 11 were picked by the other players. So we would pick a game that we thought would be delayed or would get a really crappy score to kind of mess with the other, other people. Our metric of success was going to be the meta score of these games. So each time a game was released, we record the meta score at release. And that was going to be the points that were added up and totaled at the end of the year. And whoever had the most points would win. But we didn't account for what we called injuries. So like if a game got delayed um, outside of 2022, then it would be quote unquote injured and we move it to the injured list. And we quickly realized as scores started coming out that, wait a minute, that's kind of unfair because if one player, you know, one of us has one more injury than the others, then you're losing, even if that game turns out to be terrible, you're losing, you know, dozens of points and you would, you would then probably be out of the running. So we wanted to come up with a system to, do a mid-season draft back up to 11 players or 11 games per team. And then do we want to do three, like a backup, a bench of three games or five? Well, I think we should go back up to, because the 11th game is the stinker. And I think we had talked about doing at the, if our stinker comes out, we get the score. But I think what we talked about was like, um, when we when we um, get to the the results, we would spin that wheel that Ron talked about <laughs> with all the games on it, and our stinker would just be replaced with a random one that we didn't draft from the list. That's if the stinker gets injured, right? 
Yeah, it's I think stinker. all of, yeah. I think all of our stinkers are in danger of that though. Um, I don't okay. think I don't think yours is. I think yours is coming <laughs> out. I think yours I, I, okay. I think your I think yours has to come out. I know. Uh, I, I don't think I, they have a choice to push it back. Okay, so let's go through the list again really quickly just to remind people since they don't know who's who has what stinkers. Yes. Um, I won't read the scores, but I had Sifu, Elden Ring, Gran Turismo 7, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, Soup Pot, Marvel's Midnight Suns, and then I had two injuries so far, Forspoken and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which really hurt. Uh, and my stinker was Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, which is still slated for 2022. But Paul, you think that one's a goner, right? I I would be surprised if it was going to be released in the fall. I could be wrong, okay. but or the fall or pre Christmas time generally. Yeah. And then Paul, you had horizon forbidden West, tiny Tina's wonderland saints row, which comes out soon. So we get that, get, get that score. Splatoon three sons of the forest. Uh, goodbye. Volcano high oxen free Two, lost signals. And then you have three injuries. So, so far Starfield, which is your big one. Yeah. Uh, Suicide squad, kill the justice league, Ugh. Lord of the rings, Gollum. Yeah, which was just recent, and then your stinker is "I am Jesus Christ." And Ron, you think you think that's a definite? I, I'm honestly thinking that like all the stinkers are like they're going to have to like hit a fiscal calendar sort of thing. Like they have to. Like I don't, I don't think they're going to push some of these back. Maybe, but, maybe Avatar, but I, yeah. I don't think they're going to push back Sound of Frontiers, and I don't think I am Jesus Christ is going to get pushed back either. But isn't it weird that they don't have an announced release date? I mean, it's almost September. It's kind of maybe they're going to be on say. You never know when the Christ. second. Co- you never know when the second coming of Christ is going to happen. It's just going to happen. So <gasps> what if it, what if it's on Christmas Day where they're like, "Happy birthday, Jesus! I am Jesus Christ is out now." <laughs> they very well could be doing that. Yeah, I don't know anything about the developers, <laughs> but but that would be uh that would be a one method of marketing. Um, and then Ron, you had Dying Light to Stay Human, Martha is Dead, Ghostwire Tokyo, Vampire the Masquerade, Swan Song, Stray, Bayonetta Three, Gotham Knights, Skull and Bones, and God of War Ragnarok. None of which have been injured. The only injury you have is Stalker Two, Heart Heart of Chernobyl, and that was um, that was questionable from the get go. So right, yeah. it was a December release date, and your Mixed stinker, yeah, all the things going on in the Ukraine at the moment. Yeah, yep. Uh, but your stinker is Sonic Frontiers, which again still slated for 2022. So we will see. I had a Game Informer cover, had some pretty decent buzz, but but we'll have to see if it if it sticks that landing. So we have a very a varying amount of injuries. Um, but so okay, so what we'll do is we'll we'll redraft our injured list. So we'll all have 11 games again. If our scrubs get injured. Then, as Paul was saying, what we're going to do is Ron has a, a randomized wheel, and he's going to add all of the games that we have that we're going to be drafting from today to that list, and we will just randomly spin the wheel and replace our injured scrub with one of these random games. But the non-random games we get to draft from from this list. So, so yeah, I, the, 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 this is very interesting because your garbage game could very well be a you know. 90, a great game. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. 
Well, I don't know. Right. We should we should wait for the 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 day when we're actually tallying. I think, it, I think it could so. Be like yeah. Last minute okay. Excitement. All right. That's good. That's good. Um, but do we want to draft a bench of three games or five? Let's do five. Um, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think okay. that seems like. So thinking about that, since we will have this wheel going and all that, what if we have an option at the end? to sub out our lowest score for a game on the wheel. Well, I was going to ask if you guys wanted to do trades. Um, so eh, trades, that's, that's a well, lot like, of like haggling and whatnot. I'm thinking like, well, no, 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 not, not, oh. not trades between us. Oh, not so trades between us. Okay. Games that you already have that have been scored. If you want to trade them for one of the new draftees. So Ron, you have vampire, the masquerade swan song, which got a 63, mm-hmm. which isn't great. In theory, do we want to allow Ron to trade that for... I think it's more exciting if, like, you pick something and it got scored at the beginning of the season, you know, to, like... And you just leave that. it? Yeah. I, okay. I, I think if, we, if we're going to do, like, a trade thing, like, at the end of... The, at the end, like... Trade from the, our... Trade bench. from our... Trade from our bench. Like, like okay. we could pick the lowest score, but, like, you know, all, like... But it's only going to be stuff that has scores. So we have to okay. weigh it, like... You know, there's stuff on there that could have like 30. So it's like, well, I got a chance to get something that's higher, but I could also get this one that's 30 and push me down even further. You know what I well, mean? Well, at so the we, end of the year, we'll know all the scores. Well, so. I mean, of, if, if these games don't get pushed back, obviously, of the, of the right, stuff but, that's on this but, list here right now. But when we do final scoring, like if they're not out, then they're not out. Like then they, they won't even yeah. be counted. So well, yeah, yeah you got what I'm saying. Like, well, we put it, all the stuff that's on the wheel. So when we spin our stinker, replacement we'll have that but i think maybe get the option to like take out our like we'll have the option we don't have to take out the like the lowest scoring game we can be like you know what no i'm going to keep my game list as is or we get the option to spend one time to possibly replace with something else does that make sense yeah Yeah, well we can revisit that ahead of the that episode too yeah so so if that if we keep that then let me let me get this straight for the audience so Right now, what we're going to do is we're going to redraft our injured players to get back up to 11. Um, in the future, we will uh, redraft at random our scrub if we need to, if they get injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from that, that, and then beyond redrafting our injuries, we're going to draft a bench of five games that we can pull from for future injuries between now and the end of the year. And Ron, what you're saying is then at the end of the year, we can trade our lowest scoring player for one of our bench games. Is that no, correct? I'm thinking I'm, I'm hmm, okay. You're thinking so yeah. random. I'm thinking like just straight up random. Okay. Another oh. spin of the wheel. All right. Okay. I'm thinking yeah. just like, and just like, just, because it's, optional, it, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's like completely like, you know, you, you will take a chance like, yeah, you can, you know, you'll have your bench games and like, yeah, one of those bench games could have, you know, a good score. But I think, I think let's fucking, Mario Party secret star this bullshit <laughs> and just like make it completely random. Like, wow. Yeah. Let's yeah. Do it. Optional, optional. Optional. Yes. Uh, right. You have the okay. option to take out your lowest scoring game if you want. If you don't, then you're, that's fine. You can do it. But okay. you have to you take can... out your highest scoring game if you're Joey and swap it for what? <laughs> <laughs> no way, man. Elden Ring. That one. Elden that Ring's one. going back in. We've decided. Or, yeah. or, or we could go really nuts. No, I don't even like. I don't even know hear, what it is. <laughs> hear me out. We take all. We take each person will have their own wheel. Okay. 
and you get to spin the wheel and it'll land on a random game and you have the option to trade that game out. So you can't pick your lowest score, but it could be one of, you know, it could be a middling score or something like that. No, and like you that. have to weigh it out against, you don't have to, like it'll, you this just is, give, this is coming from the guy with a 63 and a 76 and a 77. And, so I, and, I don't know if and I... And coming from the guy who has one injury. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if well, I like we'll, it. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit we it. To, we don't need to yeah. decide this part of it anyways yeah. at the, the moment. So let's draft okay. back up and then... Let's draft back up. So Ron, you got the wheel to pick who, who goes first. Oh, no, I didn't. I thought I figured we were just going to go in the same order. I didn't know we were going to have it. We oh, can. Okay. Well, no, you, can, you, can you make the wheel just for uh, excitement and fairness? I love the wheel. So yeah. yeah. If, we wanna, if you would have told me this... Uh, I thought... I thought no one said, no do one. you remember the order? I don't remember the well, order. Well, time to time to spin our wheels. I could have oh, swore right. I could have exactly. swore it was I could have swore it was Paul, then you, and then me. No, it was it was Joey, me, then you, Ron. I think no, it was Ron, then Paul, then me. I'm just okay. So I, no I am I don't just going to start adding <laughs> names here because <laughs> is that Paul? Yeah, it says Paul. Hey, Paul. <laughs> ah, you just watched that, didn't you? American Psycho. Uh, yeah. For a second, um, I got confused with the Jimmy Neutron. I'm Paul. <laughs> oh, I, I haven't seen that. So yes, but no, uh, I watched the first ten minutes of it while I was eating dinner, and then we'll return to it soon. I, I, uh, yeah, I've I've been trying to find pockets to rewatch it alone because Jacqueline is totally, you know, averse to. <laughs> oh. All right, here we go. Here we go. Understandably so. First, first one. Okay, here first we go. Choice. First pick. Here we go for the new draft. Looks like it's gonna be. Oh, that was really close. It's gonna but be it's Paul. Paul. All right, congrats oh, to shit. Paul. Just a little, little clap little there. All right, let's just go ahead and get the second spin okay. out of the way too. So then right, it'll so be Paul, and then Joey. I don't know what name. I don't recognize the name on the wheel, it but says I Joey. think it's supposed to be it says Joey. me. It reads dummy. It said Joey. To, no, it said Joey. For the, for the, for the listener. Um, so Paul, then me, then Ron, which almost does seem a little fair, I guess, because that's the order of like the most injuries to the least injuries. So I think um, by the time it's done, I am likely to have, um, Seven of my eleven being injured because <laughs> Goodbye Volcano High has been disturbingly absent from a lot of yes. <laughs> news. As has Oxenfree too, even though they're yeah. both slighted. All right, so year. now we're just picking five games, right? Oh, is that yeah. how we're well, doing? We're this? No, no, no. Right we're, now we're drafting, we're drafting back, up. back up to eleven. Okay, so we're Paul's drafting picking back up three. To okay, I'm picking two. You're picking one, and then we. Well, then should we can I, just keep the order? I go first then. Well, Why? because I have the least yeah. injured. Is that how but we're doing it? That's kind of unfair, though, because we it? have on we have injuries. Yeah, wait, wait, hold on, Ron. What, <laughs> that's not like, I'm in the most beneficial situation, so I <laughs> hey, should probably we, listen. We spend we spend. I also the wheel. have I also have the lowest scores right now. I'm just saying, you know, well, it's not our fault. I think not I think there are, I think there are plenty of great. <laughs> Neither games are your to, injuries. They're not my fault either. So. <laughs> There, there, yeah, are plenty, there are plenty of great games to draft, um, and we spun <laughs> the random wheel of justice, and this is what we've learned. Well, on. it was for reverse order. Well, it'll <laughs> it'll work out though because we will still be drafting for our injuries when you get to start drafting your bench list. So okay. you get 
a head start on the bench list. So we'll yeah. just keep that order and just keep going from there. So um, we won't share the list. It is immense. But Paul was very helpful and went and got the um, very detailed. Previously, I mentioned like kind of a greatest hits of, of games coming out. But Paul got a really extensive list with release dates and everything uh, all the way up to the end of the year. I don't even know what uh, some of these games are. Same. Yeah. So, uh, so we're going to draft from these. Um, if you want, where did you get this, Paul? People can, oh, Game people Informer. Game Informer's okay. list of everything coming up for the rest of 2022. All right. So then go to gameinformer.com, search 2022 release calendar. And if you want to follow along on there, this is what we're pulling from. So, Paul. As an initial disclaimer, I included games with definite release dates for obvious reasons <laughs> to avoid yeah. more drafting more injuries, <laughs> which would have been. Um, you do have Season, A Letter to the Future, though, which is. That was a holdover from, from your oh, from my version. List? Okay. I, I thought to include it only because it, it specifically said autumn 2022. Yeah. So I'm like, that's kind of like a soft date, you know, in theory. Yeah. So here Paul. we go. Paul, cool. your number one pick. My number one pick. This is a little bit risky because it's later in the year, but I'm going to pick the Callisto Protocol is my Ooh. my number number one that is that is a bit of a Ron pick twelve two. I'm gonna go ahead and cut that and drag it back up to Paul's list. All right. Why did you pick that one? You said you just heard good stuff about it. It looks amazing, and it was like the um, one of the few really exciting games to come out of Jeff Keeley's uh, summer <laughs> games kickoff thing and yeah I, and it's from like a really great development team behind the original dead space and yeah I, I think i think it looks exciting and uh yeah i think uh i think it yeah i don't know i, I think it looks very cool and i certainly want to play it and i hope it will review well as well so that's my number one <laughs> all right well um there are like, as Ron pointed out, there are a lot of games that I've never even heard of. Uh, but I'm going to go, and this is a, this is, this could be a really chancy pick, but I'm going to go with Overwatch 2 for my, mm. my first pick coming out October 4th. And I'm hearing positive and negative rumblings. The first game was incredibly popular and incredibly critically well received. Um, but right now, of course, what we're hearing is some of the normal, it doesn't look different enough. It looks like the same game. So that could hurt me or help me. Well, I also feel like there's enough like recourse about current Overwatch 2 and people are not like super happy about some of the changes yeah. they've made with it. If, if Even if it is very close to the first game, if it's if people like it as much as the first game, then I think I've got a really strong scorer on my hand um if people complain about the sameness then i'm we might be like an eight out i can't imagine eight out of ten seems so low for overwatch 2 but but i haven't played the first game so this is more of just a strategic pick for me and, uh, i feel like it's a fairly safe am i right Joey? love please oh mm, on the way out just <laughs> what, what were you just doing to him what were you just doing to Bobby i was Kotick? giving him a nice little kiss on the lips <laughs> mm. okay in honor of tab because tab is bobby Kotick's biggest fan yeah that's <laughs> true tab has gone on the record as saying the only thing i love more than uve ball's far cry movie <laughs> is bobby Kotick, <laughs> and, and specifically his behavior yeah, yeah, and yeah. his and his kisses. He's um, apparently yeah. a great CEO. 
Absolutely. Yes. All right, Ron, you're, you're only one injury. What are you replacing? I think I am going to... Yeah, I think I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do the Mario and Rabbids Sparks Hope. Ooh. That should at least be a middling, like, middling score. At least, I've, at least 80s. I know the, well, the last one was, like, well-received. So take a chance. It's going to sell a lot. I know that much. So it's probably going to get there, you know, a bunch of reviews because of, you know, the content of the game. So got a good chance to get it at least in the, the mid eighties, I think. Yeah. October 20th seems like a pretty safe, safe release date. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a comfortable eight out of 10 at least. But as you said, if it's as well received as the first one, I could see it being a nine. All right, Paul, you have two more injuries to draft for. What are you what are you going for? So I'm gonna pick um Hoko Life, which comes out in September. Um I've been reading a lot about it lately. It seems like the PC slash other non-Nintendo console answer to Animal Crossing. And uh yeah, a lot of people are excited about it, and Jacqueline will no doubt be one of them <laughs> as well. So um yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Hoko Life, and you said it's a, it's like a sim. Yeah, it's ba- it's basically like an. It looks exactly like it's, Animal Crossing. It's basically Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I just I okay. just heard about it yesterday. Yeah, so it's getting. Yeah, a lot of people are are talking about it, which makes me think that there'll be some some anticipation and sort of buzz around it in a good way when it comes out. So yeah, that's my next next pick, and it's a nice, comfy September release, which that's what I like to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't see any haunted chocolatier anywhere on this list, unfortunately. We'll see if we're drafting it next year. That would be that would be nice. Mm-hmm. But okay, so that means that it's up to me, right, for my second injury, injury replacement here. Oh, uh, this could um I have not kept up with Madden. I want to pick Madden just because Madden used to be a really safe nine or ten. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't do my research, so I don't know if it's still up there. I know that they're promising that this one's going to be more well-polished. Same thing with NBA 2K23. I feel like those are both really popular, and they both normally sky sky score pretty high. But do I want them? That's I mean, you could also, question. like in that case, go for like F1 Manager, because one, there will only be like a handful of reviews, but they'll probably be high because of who's reviewing them. Like that's that's the hard part with sports games. I'm going to go with call of duty, modern warfare Two actually for the Mm. same sort of reason. I feel like that series always gets pretty high scores. Like the Metacritic is seems like a pretty comfortable bet. I don't know. They put out some stinkers. Yeah. But in the modern warfare series Mm. specifically, Mm. I don't know. You already Mm. picked it. So I can't, I already picked it. I already picked it. That's true. A second kiss on the cheek of Bobby Kotick. (laughs) That's, uh, you know, I'm just trying. I'm trying to support him as much as he can. He's gotten a lot of hate recently, but I'm such good friends with Tab, who is such a big fan. (laughs) Give give him a second chance, right? (laughs) (laughs) If anyone deserves it. (laughs) Any friend of Tab is a friend of mine. Yes. That's right. That's right. Any best friend of Tab's. Super best friend, BFF forever. Yeah. Um, Tattoos matching. All right, Ron, your first bench pick. First bench pick. I think I am going to go. Where did it go? 
this list keeps moving because we keep moving stuff to the top. Uh, I was going to pick. I don't remember. Uh, I'll pick one of the other ones. Um, cereal, cl- cereal cleaners. Oh, damn Cereal. Damn it! That a game sequel looks to so Serial cool. Cleaner. I have not played the first one, but it looks really neat. Yeah, fuck. And that's like a small indie sim game, right? And it's a stealth game where you clean up after mob murders, basically. Oh, um, that's and, right. And it looks cool as hell, which is why I wanted it. But Ron is, is crafty, that, so we've got. Is that first. Oh, yeah. is that Devolver or Annapurna? Oh, um, oh. What a pick, though. Like that. That's I. I would. Do you think Indie Darling is that one of those games that? That gets that title. It seems like it. I think so. Yeah. Um, it's nice. Draw it's distance draw is distance. the difference. Yeah. Yes. Built in Unity, so perhaps a small team. Wow. Okay. Good. Good pick. Um, all right, Paul. You have one more injury to replace. Who's yeah. your last? Who's your eleventh? Your eleventh member. So my eleventh member is going to be We Are OFK, which is coming Ooh. out in August. Um. That one's a little risky because part one apparently is releasing in August, which is like, I didn't know it was going to be a multi-part series. So, Oh yeah. How, how is that going to be scored? Like in the sense of like, do I, I would assume I just get the scores from part one or like, are we? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's how we originally said was we were going to score it at release. So whatever the oh, Metacritic right. score is for the thing that comes out. Oh, no, we month? said end of the year, but if it's oh, four part oh, one. Oh, did we? Yeah, okay, we did. Okay. Like, because whatever um, they end up being when we yeah. tally it up. Um, but no, yeah, no, I, I, I will take it on anyways because it's like an exciting project. And I read a lovely PlayStation blog post about it, which got me very excited. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, cool. All right, so we are all drafted back up now. So I'm drafting my first bench pick, and I am I'm going to go with instead of picking the safe ones, I'm going to go with something that I want to do well, and that is Dragon Quest Treasures for de- December 9th. So a little risky. Um, but I feel like we've seen a fair amount of it by this point, and I love the Dragon Quest series. I love Dragon Quest Eleven, and this this game has characters from that stars characters from that game. So I'm probably going to get it and play it, and I want it to be good. So Dragon Quest Treasure is my first my first bench warmer. But Ron, you are in your second bench warmer. Two so point who- campus. Two Point Campus, which comes out in six days from now, from our from the time of this recording. People really like Two Point Hospital, so I'm going to take a chance on Two Point Campus. And it's definitely one of those that I've been hearing people say, like, I can't wait for it to come out. So highly anticipated, about to release. I didn't re- realize Rumbleverse is coming out, like, next week, too. Mm-hmm. And that's free to play as well. So that's pretty pretty baller. All right, that's two benches for Ron. Paul, your first bench pick, sir. Yeah, so my first bench pick is a game that I saw at Jeff Keighley's weird um, child birthday party that no one showed up to. (laughs) (laughs) And it was um, Midnight Fight Express, that game that was made by that, like, Polish dad that I was like, oh, that actually looks really cool. And um, it's made by, like, one guy, and he's been working on it for years and years, and... 
it looks cool as hell and I wanted to do well because like what a cool what a cool thing to be working on. So yeah, that's my first bench pick. And it's coming out in August, which is great. Yeah, so another one we're gonna get a score on pretty quick here. So um all right, my second I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little safe. I'm gonna do Madden. Madden NFL twenty three, which comes out August nineteenth. Um I just wanna have one of the sports ones as like a, a bench warmer. Um, because again, if they are like they used to be, which like I said, I haven't done my research, so I don't know that they're going to score as highly as they used to, but if they do, it'll be a nice, nice one to slot back into an injury slot if I have one. So Madden NFL 23. Oh, yeah. The Midnight Express looks really fucking, it looks like a, like a isometric, uh, hotline Miami almost. Yeah. Does it look cool? Yeah. Uh, let's see. So this is my third. Third bench warmer or fourth? Your third. Third. Okay. Uh, I think I am going to pick. Um, hmm. uh, Bobby Cotta kissing him. I get two more <laughs> after this. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go try. Go simulator three. Put that on. That that trailer was one of the big talking points of Jeff Keighley sleepover. So. It was, um, I, I really enjoyed that trailer. <laughs> yeah, the trailer got people talking. Well, it was so accurate to the um, fucking what was it? The Dead Island Two trailer? Is that what that one yeah. was? Yeah. Which there are rumbles about Dead Island Two finally being revealed later this year. But uh, yeah, no, it it, we'll, it just we'll, got run, it just got rolled up into Goat Simulator Three. <laughs> yeah, they just. They were like, you know what? Just give our assets to these guys. Let them do whatever they want to want to do with it. But Paul, your second, right? Second bench yeah. pick here. All My right. second bench pick is a pick after your own heart, Joey. I am going for Soul Hackers Two, the new game oh, from Atlas. Frick. Damn it. Which, that was going to uh, be my literally going to be my next pick. Yep, they're a great developer and make uh, wonderful games, especially um, Persona games. And why would I think for a second that Soul Hackers Two wouldn't deliver on that that wonderful reputation? So that's my next pick. Wow, you stole that right out from under me. So now I have to try to find something that I think you might pick. <laughs> yeah, what you and love, Paul? Get revenge. Yeah. <laughs> Let's like, see here. Like Darth Vader bringing that big bag of rocks to his second <laughs> to his third fight with Obi Wan. <laughs> you're gonna get it now <laughs> um i don't oh okay you know what you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna steal this from you paul i think you would probably want to pick harvest stella <gasps> right true that seems like a you game yeah no that was on my list so you got me there we go good. that's right take that <laughs> yeah uh that one also i've been hearing especially over the last like week or two a lot of pretty positive buzz about is that the that's not the square enix one is it i think so oh it is okay so it's the square enix you know yeah um um, stardew valley yeah stardew valley like with a weird twist so all right so i have three benches ron you are on your fourth uh i think i'm gonna try company heroes three company of heroes three i'm picking another 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 late one but i take a chance on it Looking at the reviews of two and two's sitting around eighties. So people still like those games. Well, because yeah, it, it's, I, I, cause it's not EA or Activision. So who is it? Who makes this uh, fair? Uh, it's developed by relic. 
Hmm. Um, and it's published by Sega and Feral Interactive. Hmm. Interesting. All right, Paul, number three, sir. Number three is a funny pick because this game looks hilarious, but Curse to Golf, which is that golf like <laughs> underworld <laughs> platformer I was telling you about. I was, I was looking that up. I had no clue what that was. <laughs> yeah, it looks very silly. And I think it I think I don't know. I, th- I think it looks fun and it's hopefully the kind of game that people are like, oh, this is great. Ten out of ten. <laughs> Everyone should play it. <laughs> Everyone. Game Everyone. of the year. Everyone should be cursed to golf. <laughs> All right, my next pick, and this is my fourth pick, right? I think. Um, yeah, because you're one yeah, behind me, fourth, I think. My fourth pick is going to be, I think, um, I had one in here. I'm going to go with, oh, God, what am I going to go with? I'm not definitely. I love Resident Evil, but I'm not going with that. No, that's you're not, not going to go for that. You're not going to go for no. that. No, and I wish I would watched respond yeah. well <laughs> yeah and it got delayed big time um when it was like right about to launch that's worrying i didn't pay attention to any of the coverage of pokemon scarlet and violet today so i would have a better idea about that but i'm gonna hold off on that <sighs> i guess i'm gonna go with um roller drum which comes out you goddamn son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe because it's so close to release, but I've been hearing a lot of people that are really excited no, it's, about it's, it. It's so. pretty, it's pretty hyped up. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, and I think it's going to be on PlayStation Plus, one of the free games. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering. It's, yeah, I, I think it's supposed to be on one of those one of those tiers. Of one of the tiers. Subscription. All right, Ron. Sorry, I stole it from you, but here's your last bench warmer. Who you who you going for? Yes. Um, <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 Threw me for a loop there, stealing my goddamn choice. <laughs> um, fuck it, Star Ocean. I have no Ooh. clue. Star Ocean. I have no clue what that's going to be like. The Divine Force coming out in October. Going deep into JRPG territory. Hey, those nerds like fucking bad games so what are they doing to them they like bad games they'll give it a high score regardless okay we'll see if it pays off for you so paul you're I mean, f- look at final fantasy 7 you know oh that's joey true. you are <laughs> <laughs> that's true i want to get that statue i want to get that statue um paul you have two more picks who's your who's your penultimate bench warmer so i'm gonna go with kind of a known quantity here and go with pokemon scarlet slash violet <sighs> damn um, pick, yeah. just because yeah that's i haven't picked like a cod or like a madden i feel like that's kind of my version of that <laughs> and, you know they as long as the pokemon formula is mostly intact um they should at least do pretty well and hopefully they they do really well but i I, know I, I did think about that but then i remember when the last one got released it got like kind of dragged a little bit by like Pokemon fans a bit. Didn't the yeah. open world one do well? But these aren't maybe going to be like you, that. I th- I, yeah, I think these are more like the traditional Pokemon games. But I think a lot of them, you know, being dragged for a Pokemon game means like an eight. So it's like still probably a pretty safe. Yeah. Safe bet. 
my final pick is, and we're getting down to the stuff that I just don't remember anything about. Grounded, I know just they're close to finishing that. That's the final release of that, so that's a decent one. I'm going to go with Valkyrie Elysium, though. Um, people seemed pretty hot on that, and I was vaguely interested. I'm like, I'll keep an eye on it. So, you know, I hate to miss out and be like, I don't know. And then it gets, you know, close to reason. I'm like, oh, that looks beautiful. So I'm going to go with with that, Valkyrie Elysium. So that's my final bench warmer. And we'll read all of our lists again when we when we finish. But Paul has one more pick. What are you going for, sir? Your last one. Make it good. I'm good, dude. High on Life. It is an alien, like, sci-fi shooter game developed in part by uh, Justin Roiland of Rick and Morty fame. Hmm. So, oh, yeah. yeah. It look, it's kind of a wild card, but, like, it could be really cool, and people might be might be into it, so. Very much. Uh, what month did that? I'm having trouble finding it on the list here. Oh, I see it. I see it. October. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, our final lists including benches. So my core team, my field team, is Sifu, Elden Ring, Gran Turismo 7, Stranger Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, Overwatch 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Soup Pot, Marvel's Midnight Suns, and Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. And then my bench is Dragon Quest Treasures, Madden NFL 23, Harvestella, Roller Drum, and Valkyrie Elysium. Paul's core team is Horizon Forbidden West, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, We Are OFK, Saints Row, Splatoon 3, Hoko Life, Sons of the Forest, The Callisto Protocol, Goodbye Volcano High, Oxenfree 2, Lost Signals, and his scrub is I Am Jesus Christ. His bench is Midnight Fight Express, Soul Hackers 2, Curse to Golf, Pokemon Scarlet Violet, and High on Life. And then Ron, your core team is Dying, Dying Light 2, Stay Human, Martha is Dead, Ghostwire Tokyo, Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song, Stray, which got an 84, so... Pretty, pretty decent one recently. Uh, Bayonetta 3, Mario plus Rabid, uh, Rabid Sparks of Hope, Gotham Knights, Skull and Bones, God of War Ragnarok, and your scrub is Sonic Frontiers 2. Your bench is Two Point Campus, Zero Cleaners, Goat Simulator 3, Company of Heroes 3, and Star Ocean the Divine Force. So at the end of the year, we'll check in again. As the year is going on, we'll keep track of scores. We'll replace any more injuries with our bench, and then we will accumulate the Metacritic scores of all of our picks by the end of the year and announce a winner. Are we feeling good about this? How do you guys feel about your new lists? Good. I like it. Good enough. Yeah. Send it, Jeff. We'll yeah, see. I feel pretty good. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's move on to the news then. Not a, not a ton this week. Again, part of it is I think we've all still been, been busy and, and I only have a couple of things that I saw that I wanted to mention. Number one I'm very excited about uh, new PlayStation VR 2 details. So they have been like trickling out details about the PSVR 2 for the longest time. It was sort of a strange announcement. They just posted a blog post as this is as well. Like I feel like Sony's approach to announcements now is very subdued. Put out a blog post, post that blog post on our social media, and then the media picks it up and it, you know, kind of goes from there. Uh, but the new PlayStation VR 2 details, um, is that there is a see-through view as many of the newer PlayStation, or it's not PlayStation, many of the new VR headsets have where there's cameras in the headset and you can keep the, the headset on and see what's around you. So you don't have to take the headset off to make sure you're not going to bump into something or to hand the controller to someone um, or anything like that. 
So that's really cool. You can broadcast and record yourself if you have a PlayStation 5 camera. So if you're looking to stream or catch funny moments, you can do that. Um, the thing I'm most excited about, though, is the customized play area. So just like, again, some of the more modern VR headsets, the, ca- the headset cameras will scan the room and give you like an, a playing area. But then you can use the controllers to customize it and say, OK, the scanned area looks pretty good, but it's the, the border is dangerously close to this shelf that I really don't want to knock over. So I'll scoot that border in a little bit so you can have like a customized play area, which is really cool because that's one of my problems with the first PlayStation VR 2 is that you have a very small play area. And so especially when I have other people playing, I have to keep reminding them like you can't move like they just keep wanting to step around and like move and look around things. And, I'm, and then it'll be like outside play area, outside play area. So I have to be like, get back over here, get to the middle of the room. You got to stay here. But now you have this, depending on the size of your room, you can have a big kind of open area, uh, which is really cool. So I'm excited about that. And then they also said that there is a VR, a dedicated VR mode, which has um, 4,000 by 2040 HDR video format. uh, So, so 2k per eye, which is really awesome. And then the cinematic mode is your standard 2k 1920 by 1080 HDR video in like a theater cinematic mode. So I am fully again, still on board. I can't wait for still no details. The the end promised a new, a release date and all that soon. I'm still hoping for the end of the year though. And I wonder if that's why they haven't released a release date is because they're, they probably are shooting for the end of the year, but they, they're probably not sure that they can hit it, but how much, um, how much is a good question because the Oculus, what was it? The Oculus quest Two just unprecedented in video game history, just raised their price by a hundred dollars. And there's some speculation that they're doing it in response to finding out the price of the PlayStation VR two. Um, that seems kind of dumb to me. Cause like, Oh, if the PSVR two is going to be more expensive than why not match undercut it, it or right. match it or like even way less. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so I'm not sure I buy that, but, I think previously I said I was expecting four ninety nine and maybe like a a base model for four hundred. I'm hoping, but uh, either way, I'm I'm I'll I'll pinch some pennies because I love the PSVR one, and this overcomes some of the shortcomings that that had. So, how do you guys feel about this? Any excitement, nervousness? I mean, I, I'm excited, but um, I don't know if I'm five hundred dollars excited. Yeah, that's my. My thing, I they they'd have to really like give a good push of support for it. I mean, unless I yeah. can hook it up to a computer, then who gives a shit at that point? Which I should be able to. Um, That's another another thing, yeah. Because the other one was proprietary, where the came up with two wires that you couldn't connect to your your PC unless you bought an adapter. But there were workarounds from what I from yeah. what I was reading. So yeah, that would be fucking awesome though if you could. If you could plug it into your PC and use it as a, like use it with Steam or something. I mean, they so, they allow you to do that with the controllers now, like out the out the mm-hmm. gate without having to download weird drivers. So I don't see why they and wouldn't that, just. Yeah, especially if it was compatible with Steam, like that would give it such a competitive edge because the PlayStation VR was one of the most successful at the time. At the time, it was the most successful, it was the best selling VR headset for a while. I think in part because you didn't have to have a powerful computer. You just plugged it into your PS4. The accessibility helped it out a lot. Right. Like the idea that you just need the system and then that's it. Like you don't need a, a beefy computer to 
yeah maybe run it but a lot of the games that were coming out were you know became pc exclusive like half-life alex so playstation was losing out in that arena and plus a lot of just small indie games that are easier to put out on pc so that that's a big question mark but wish list on my on my end and all the like, hentai know, games so uh, all the hentai games yeah not enough on playstation please but paul you said you haven't played the, the ps4 vr you're concerned about comfort of the headset yeah very are much you, so okay so are you interested in this or are you going to be looking at reviews to see headset design yeah, and all I that i would ideally like to even try it um joey <laughs> yeah yeah before <laughs> I, I purchase my own um copy yeah just to see how like because even the reviews sometimes like I've, I've learned this when buying like headphones as well like reviews can say oh it's fine i've got a gigantic head and then like you get it and you're like maybe if you're like a little like i don't know like ant person <laughs> yeah. like, you have a large head for ants but <laughs> us with large human heads are having trouble um yeah but uh um no i i would love to try it out but yeah i mean it is exciting and my hope is too that um, even more so than like the last console generation, they do even more to like bring like really like a, a, a even more robust like library of games, you know. There, like the idea that there's like this incredible must play game that I can only play on, on VR or something. Like if they make The Witcher Four, <laughs> you know, only playable on VR or something, I'll I'll run out that same day and like grab it. So maybe that's yeah. why they haven't. Talked about I am Jesus Christ because they're converting it all the, to, oh. the, to VR, and they they want it to be a big surprise. You get you are Jesus Christ. Are, you are Jesus you Christ. Are Jesus Christ. Is That's this the is, whole marketing campaign? Yeah. Is this game going to be like U two albums, where like it's going to ship with every future <laughs> VR headset? Like you get every like a new entry of I am Jesus Christ installed <laughs> on, on your uh, PS five the second you plug it in. <laughs> I'd buy it. I'd buy it. you're like you can't put a price on a miracle five hundred dollars nothing nothing yeah Um, the top google result how to remove (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that damaged u2's reputation so bad like that's the last thing that people remember about u2 at this point like that's kind of their legacy unfortunately but but yeah that's the other thing is they said they're going to mention more games so we've we've Talked about some of the games previously, the new Horizon. There's going to be a Horizon PSVR 2 game. There's going to be uh, Resident Evil Village VR and um, additional VR content. So I, I personally have a lot to be excited for, but I agree. I'm looking forward to the list, a, a, a beefier list of games and apps. Because apps too, not just games. I want to, you know, other supported things. Like I know there's some really great world travel kind of apps and underwater you know deep sea diving kind of apps that 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 stuff i would love to get because for psvr the first one i think it was mostly like you go to youtube and do that vr content but it was kind of stale so yeah i'm super excited for that the other thing is and this is something that i wasn't excited about at first tab sent it to our our podcast group chat and it's a, a new accessory for the playstation four slash five called the backbone one and it's just a playstation 5 like controller adapter for your phone that you put your phone in you just slide it it's like a little kind of vice thing you slide it closed and it plugs into your iphone 11 through 13 and then you can play your playstation 4 playstation 5 games 
through remote play. So the remote remote play app on your iPhone. And again, I looked at it and I was like, I guess this is fine or whatever. And then I'm like, why am I not more excited about this? Because it's basically the remote play functionality for the PlayStation Vita, which is one of the reasons I loved that system is like, if I were playing persona Four golden on my Vita and I was like, I want to go take a bath, you know, or sorry, sorry. That's a bad example. Cause it's on the Vita. If I was playing a game for the PlayStation four, like persona five, and I was like, now I want to go take a bath. I could take my Vita with me and continue playing my PlayStation four. And I love taking baths. So that was like, Oh man, I love having that feature. And I'm like, I, I can get that with this. So I want to look into reviews and see how people, you know, cause part of what I'm worried about a little bit is like, I have an iPhone 11, which at this point seems like ancient architecture, like people are digging it up and it's, it's the, the after the recent update, it's like chuggy and slow. And so I'm a little bit worried that really? when I connect it, yeah, I have a 10 S and, and it's fine. And perfectly smooth yeah. after the last update. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I have an eight. Which <laughs> oh my God. Wow. It's smooth, smooth as butter. They're going to, Wow. Okay. That's well. That's that's good. Unfortunately, you guys can't <laughs> use this, but <laughs> oh, but for me good. and my high tech <laughs> iPhone eleven, <laughs> um, I've heard the backbones are good though. Um, I guess oh, there really? was one for like the the Xbox. Like there was a Microsoft console friendly one that has come out previously to this. That yeah. Do you, do you think well they, they called okay. it the backbone one to as a play on the Xbone one? Oh, could have been. Can instead of getting an X bone, get a backbone. Yeah. Um, One. Not super. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it solves the Sony problem, if if you could call it that, of like we don't have a handheld anymore. Um, but instead of spending millions of dollars on research and development for a new handheld to, in theory, compete with what the Switch. That's not going to, you know what I mean? They're not going to find a niche in the market. So instead of paying all that money to come up with new hardware and then new software to support it, why not just make an accessory for a phone that allows people to access it? And what's something that you're always going to have on you? Your phone. Like you can all play PlayStation on the go all the time. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty cool. And you can bring back the side talking from the sidekick or that sidekick, the, uh, uh fucking what was the goddamn game one t-mobile the side talking it was a, like a taco fuck what was the name of that goddamn phone oh the sidekick not the sidekick <laughs> sidekick was the one that hit the little flip oh um, yeah oh uh, the sidekick punch both of you is that <laughs> in the mouth. no run it the um, nintendo ds That's engage you're, you're yeah the right? engage cool. Oh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, so you had to wow. hit the speaker and the microphone on the side, so you're holding the phone. And you have to hold it you're sideways. You're holding the phone like yeah. this. It's so stupid. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Do you want a crappy portable console or a really clunky, <laughs> crappy phone? How about both? Yeah. <laughs> you can have both. <laughs> Although I heard the Tony Hawk game was actually really good on it. I've never actually played it. So. Hmm. All right. Well, so let's talk about what we've been playing real quick. Paul, what have you been? What have you been playing, sir? I've been playing a little bit of Disco Elysium. By the way, we can talk about this later. I think I might need more time than I might need. Next I might week. need another week. Jesus too. Christ! Yeah, yeah there's, there's so much to play. 
But yeah. yeah, that's been good. Well, we'll talk more about that in the episode. And then I'm playing a lot of everybody's golf last night Fuck with these yeah. two fools. You had a great time. Um, and then Joey and I played our worst match ever right after that. What? 18 holes of hell. Yeah, <laughs> 18 holes on the hardest course, the Japanese golf course, which is DLC. And the score was, I think... I was what twenty five over, and you were no, you were thirty two over, and I was thirty six over. <laughs> oh. All right, well, regular <laughs> regular Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholson over here. <laughs> Jack Nicholas, sorry, Nicholas. Yeah, that 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 one, but it was fun. But it was, it was fun, fun, and it fun. the the more we play, the more I'm sad that September is next month now, and. Yeah. We're not going to be able to play together. And I think we've all been looking for games like, well, maybe this one, maybe that one. And none of them. They're all, they're all dumb like, mini golf games. Oh, yeah. here, here's the thing. Listeners, if you know of any great golf games, I'm um, right in. Seriously, we would yes. appreciate uh, suggestions. Yeah. Ar- arcade, arcade style Right. Yes. Yeah. Where it's like realistic physics. You know what I mean? We don't want the ball like bouncing off trees, like boing, 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 or anything like that. Like we <laughs> want realistic. We want the, the golfing to feel real enough that we have a sense of accomplishment with it but we don't mind the dressing the dressing could be like silly and colorful and cartoony and all that stuff um, but we want the golfing it doesn't have to be sim level we're not looking for what's that golf game you mentioned yesterday PGA, the really the PGA, PGA. We're, we're not looking for that necessarily but something that's you know I mean I think somewhere in the middle I think the P I think the new PGA games like they they have like you can kind of go from sim to arcade style like you can dial back all the way and just have the two button push. I, f- I feel like I'm going to do some more research okay. to look this up. We'll we'll figure it out. But yeah, I've been I've also been having a lot of fun with everybody's golf. We're trying to get the hole in one trophy primarily, but I'm still I'm going after the Al- Al- albatross one as well. So I'm I don't know. I mean, you have to get them in single player, so I can probably still get them after September. But part of me is like, well, I want to go back and play the game after September if I can't play with my friends. So um, I'm trying to get those two trophies by by the end of the online life cycle of that game, but I've been having a lot of fun. I've also been playing Animal Crossing New Horizons again a little bit every day. Ioni, I think is her name, was a squirrel that I have on my island. She's a big gamer. She's super cute. I love her. She's one of my favorites. She was all sad, and she's like, should I leave the island? I'm like, you are not going anywhere. You need to go talk to Boomer. And convince him that it's a good idea to leave the island. I can't get this motherfucker off my island. So <laughs> the wrong people want to leave. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Um, I've also been chipping away at Disco Elysium. But as you said, Paul, I think I might need more than a week. Because I almost feel like we're playing in real time. It's like, oh, 10 days? I'm like, I think I might need 10 days. Like, I, yeah, I, I was like, oh, I got a few hours to play the other day. And I'm like, I think I only did a few in-game hours. So... Yeah, we we might have to push back part two of the game club. Um, so we'll we'll surprise you next week with a different topic, probably. But um, Ron, what have you been? What have you been playing? Uh so uh, Tony Oxford's Creator was uh, released as the PS Plus game uh, this month. So I took that opportunity to download the PS Five version of it uh, instead of paying the ten dollars for it, which is great. Looks really good. Still looks good. Still looks smooth. Really fun. You guys should play it with me. Oh, Wink. maybe. <laughs> can you Free, play golf in it? it doesn't cost you anything. So you, you can play golf in it. I know that much. You can. 
You can't. You can't. You liar. <laughs> you, I almost so, so when I was looking up golf games last time, I'm like just going through Steam, I'm like, I'm just going to type in golf and just see all the stuff that comes up. I'm getting like the Yakuza games because there's like golf mini games in them and stuff like that. I'm like, that's not what I want. God damn it. And I got that one. What did I say? What did I say? It was it like a foot fetish game. I can't remember. Regardless, something it was something weird. And I'm like, why is this coming up in this search? Uh, and then, yeah, everybody's golf and um, drinking myself stupid uh, with that. Stupid yeah, I think it was called Chicago sucking toes and sinking holes. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. That was the game. Yeah. But no, you've been you've been participating in this drinking. It's the Chicago. It's the Chicago something. handshake challenge. Uh, for those of you who don't live in the Chicago land area, the Chicago handshake is a tall boy of uh, old style, which is a American lager, cheap, good enough, and uh, a shot of Jepson's Malort, which is a wormwood liqueur. Uh, a lot of people compare the taste to grapefruit and gasoline served <laughs> in a condom. <laughs> So that's been used. Yeah. Is it a, fla- is it a flavored condom though as well? Um, <laughs> great grapefruit. Oh, <laughs> um, there, there you go. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it's not the worst. It's not the worst shot I've ever had. I don't choose to do it normally. If someone's offering it, like I'm like, okay, fine. Or if it's someone who's been to Chicago and they are coming to Chicago and they've never had it before. I'm like, Oh, then we're definitely doing a shot of it. So uh, I know I'm bringing one bottle one bottle to a wedding along with a sixer of old style so we can all have them, Paul, Tab, <laughs> Jacqueline. Bobby Kotick. Bobby Kotick. Um, <laughs> Tab State to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tears I couldn't make it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, oh, I, there's a, um, a, a couple years ago they did this thing called, it was the, the challenge. It was like you go to five bars and, you get your little passport stamped and you would get a, 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 like a challenge coin. Well, this year they actually like flushed it out and made it a little better because apparently it was a shit show. The last time they did it, somebody did it in 43 minutes by riding their motorcycle to multiple for to five for bars. And these, oh, bar, these bars are, these bars are far mm-hmm. enough away from each other that it's like, that's not cool. It's still like 43 minutes or something stupid like that. Uh, this time they did, they give you two months and uh, you will guarantee if you, as long as you have a passport, you will guarantee get a coin, uh, which is something that didn't account for the last time they did it. So there were a lot of disappointed people. So yeah, I have my passport. We're about four in, I think, right now. Uh, we're just gonna try to just pound it out over the next like week or so to just get it over with, and then we have to go to one final bar in September and get the final shot so we can collect our coin. But yeah, it's a mess. <laughs> I've had, yeah. I've had more Malort in the last week than I have in the last five years. So <laughs> that says anything. I definitely need to try it again at the wedding because I've only had it twice. But yeah, I agree with you, Ron. It's like not not that bad. Like everyone built it up and like hyped it up as like, oh, it's so disgusting. And then I, I took the shot and I was like, a lot of shots are disgusting. Like shots aren't normally like something you do for fun. So I I have to try it again and and see if just people are exaggerating. It's the but, it's um, the aftertaste. That's usually what gets me is the aftertaste. Like the upfront, hmm. fine. It's that it's that like lingering in your mouth for a couple minutes or a couple seconds after you shoot it. That's what gets me. So that's why I usually just chase it like immediately immediately with the uh, old style. It's a nice yeah palate cleanser. 
Uh, speaking of things that taste like shit, though, should we move on to Far Cry? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I know Tad would have All some right. choice words about that description. I know. Yeah. They're, they're going to be pissed when they listen to this. But so we watched Uva Bowl's Far Cry. We've, we've previously done episodes on. Uh, well, the one episode was just Uva Bowl films, and it was three. What we watched uh, Postal. Bl- bl- uh, yeah, Blood Rain and Alone Blood in the Rain. Dark. And Alone in the Dark. Um, so all if you great, want to listen to that. All great movies. All great movies. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Excellent. Did we, did we do another standalone one, or do, have we just done Street Fighter and The Wizard? We have not done a, another. Oh, we did Mortal Kombat. Well, Mortal Kombat as well, We have not yeah. done so another no... Uwe Bowl. This is the first okay. one since. Yeah, so we'll. Won't be the last. We'll, I'm sure. I was going to say, I'm sure we'll do, we'll do more. We were looking at the cast list for uh, In the Name of the King, A Dungeon Siege Tale, and... We have to watch that one just to see. I've seen it already, but as a group, I think we should watch it just to see the performances of some Academy Award and nominated caliber actors <laughs> being in a really terrible film. But Far Cry was one of Uva Bowl's first. Was it one of his first? No, films? this like was one of his first one big. Of his, this was not. I think this was maybe his first, like, um, more well known movies yeah maybe yeah well, adaptations post, i think it's post um blood rain if i'm remembering correctly yeah this the, the the cinematography and uh choreography in this were much better than blood rain for sure yeah um yeah not that it takes but, much but yeah it was released in 2008 um directed of course by uva bowl uh written by Michael Roche, uh, who is the writer and producer of Alone in the Dark, name in the Name of the King, and House of the Dead, and other bowl movies. Peter Shearer of the same same background, and then Masaji Takei, who contributed to Blood Rain Two. I think that's their only other credit. The budget was thirty million dollars. Has anyone? If you've already looked it up, then you don't don't guess. But if you haven't looked it up, do you guys have a guess for what the box office gross was? You budget said, of thirty you said million. Thirty million. Yeah. Um, what was postal? Postal was like return was like five digits, something like that. It was something like that. It was a real low. So yeah. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess like eight hundred and fifty thousand. Paul, eight hundred and fifty thousand. Paul, um, five hundred thousand. I think five hundred thousand. It's somewhere between seven hundred and forty-three thousand six hundred and thirty-four dollars. Wow. Paul wins the showcase because he didn't go over. Paul wins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I you did get one dollar to... <laughs> under you, though, Ron. So. <laughs> uh, um, this, if if you want a timeline of when movies came out, uh, Alona Dark was oh five uh, with Blood Rain, and Postal was oh seven. So this is post Postal and the sequels to Blood Rain and Alone in the Dark. Yeah, still pretty early in his career. Late enough for people to know, though. And I feel like they did because this movie doesn't even have a Rotten Tomato score. There are only two critic reviews, and they're not critics that I've ever heard of. No no disrespect to them. Um, but it doesn't have enough critic reviews to have a Rotten Tomatoes score. It has an 11% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, a 3.2 out of 10 rating, which is surprisingly high on IMDb. But yeah, it was. It, I guess it was late enough into his career that critics weren't even paying attention to the release of this movie. 
But the first Far Cry game was released in 2004 and reportedly, and most of my information was very lazily obtained from Wikipedia and IMDb, but reportedly Bowl obtained the rights to it before it was even released. So part of me wonders if Crytek afterward was like, what, what have we done? <laughs> Our game was more successful than we expected. Um, production began in 2007 and the movie was released in 2008. It stars Till Schweiger as Jack Carver. Um, you may know him from the uh, Inglorious Bastards, SLC Punk. I think it was what Ron and I first saw him in. There's a movie on there. There's a movie on there, yeah. Uh, Atomic Blonde, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, a bunch of other. I feel like I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Um, Emmanuel uh, Vogler as Valerie Cardinal, the intrepid reporter. You might have known her from Saw 2, Two and a Half Men. And Natalia Avalon as uh, Kasia Chernoff who I was surprised to see listed above Udo Kier, who's Dr. Lugus Krieger, the main villain of the movie. And I've seen him in like a million things, but when I was looking at the IMDb, there's like a bunch of movies in the recent past that I'm like, I've never heard of those. It wasn't until I got down to Halloween 2007 that I was like, oh, that's like, I know I saw him in that. But he's also been in Grindhouse. He was in Blood Rain. He was in Blade, Johnny Mnemonic, a ton of movies. You've probably seen him. Uh, Chris Coppola as Emilio, so you might have seen him in Friday the 13th, 2009, um, Postal, and Beowulf. Uh, Ralph Muller as Max Cardinal, Cardinal, the big the big guy. Uh, he was in Gladiator, and I when I saw that, I was like, oh, I think I remember Oh, shit, that's where I knew yeah. him from. He's, yeah, he's yep. the big guy who gets um, yeah killed before the third act. Spoilers, but yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yep, uh, Universal Soldier, Cyborg, and then... Did you guys look at the cast list? I have a I have a surprising entry. I literally just looked at this uncredited. Uh, Can you fucking believe it? I what? I did I didn't even notice that. I, I didn't I need even to, notice. I need to watch it again. Well, you watched it in in glorious two forty p. So yeah, I can understand like maybe you wouldn't see it, but Paul, well, who's the most famous food critic probably of the last ten years? Would so, you agree with that, Ron? Do you think he's the most famous food critic? I I would say probably people would say he's the probably most famous food critic of this generation. Yeah, his he he was, was. sadly he's passed, but he traveled the world, tried food of different cultures. He liked a, a kind of oh you know, blue no way collar. um um oh gosh Anthony Bourdain Anthony Bourdain was in this movie as Ted Chenko, a scientist. What? What I, I and th- that's I'm so frustrated because now I'm like now I gotta fucking rewatch the movie again because well, I gotta see. Well, apparently too, there's an uncredited of uh, Clint Howard as well. Oh, I didn't see that one as another scientist. Well, he is. I think he's literally uncredited in every single movie. He's like, but still, like I don't remember seeing him, and he's yeah, he's a pretty recognizable dude. Uh, yeah, for sure. Looking at this oh Wikipedia God. picture of him here. Oh man, Clint Howard. Yeah, so I I was blown away by that. Yeah, we did watch it. So it was, if, if you listen to previous episodes where we talked about, if you want to watch along, you know, you can find it on Amazon Prime. It was until August 1st. We were so mad. We were like, let's do, you know, Ron had already watched it, but me, Paul, and Tab were like, let's watch it the day before. Let's do a watch party. Let's go to Amazon. They delisted it. And we couldn't find it almost anywhere else. Like, it's not streaming anywhere else. Um, it's not available to rent anywhere else. It's on, like, two different platforms. One of them is, like, really expensive. I don't remember what it was called. 
Um, and then it was on the one that you watched on Ron, which was ad supported, right? Which yeah. was what I ended up watching. You know, on, I ended up watching it on Plex. Yeah. Um, we were, we were too adamantly anti advertisement. So we went to YouTube and found a pirated version, um, that had subtitles in what looked like maybe Polish, maybe some, something, you know, it wasn't, I don't know if it was Polish. It wasn't German for sure. Um, but some like it Eastern, was Eastern European, European. Yeah. But it was the highest resolution was in 240p. So we watched it in glorious. 240p <laughs> but uh but let's talk about it so just overall thoughts we have to talk about it <laughs> we 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 don't we can like can i just look at you know can we just admire this picture of clint howard instead if if people watched it to to listen along they will never listen again so we probably don't yeah. have to actually okay talk so, about it, so first notes um first note my I first had, note is no go ahead, oh, you, go ahead. No, go ahead. you first you first mine's george oh, see, mine's mine's, mine's george! Mine's before that. Mine was the uh, I got a bad feeling about this. Like oh. it's the most cliched so intro. Ah, <laughs> uh, just then. It, yeah, it, the yeah. writing was terrible. Yeah, uh, lots of cliches. My next set of notes is about watching it with ads. I got a ton of ads for blood sugar monitors and AdamandEve.com. So I don't know what that Damn says it. about the people who watch uh, Uwe Boll movies, but. Um, there you go. <laughs> Unless it was doing that thing where it's like reading your browser history and it's like, I've never you, gone. You should Adam go to the doctor. I've never gone to adamneve.com. So why not? They're a good company. Are they? They are looking to them. They're pretty, they're pretty. Maybe I, got, maybe I got your history. Maybe that's what the problem was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I tuned out a lot of this movie. Sadly, I tried yeah. so hard, but it, there, yeah, so much of it was just like, so uninteresting um like they're just like i would say like the high point was like the cinematography and some of the choreography like is probably some of the best in an uve bowl film but other than that like the writing was just horrendous uh especially the whales george Oh, the best part of the movie! What ears are ringing right now? <laughs> I just, I just love how she accentuates the H, the whales. You promised me whales. Whales. Yeah, and they—that seemed like very obvious uh, commentary on Americans and like Americans being like dumb, annoying, annoying tourists, and I. Like foreign hate of Americans is usually totally fine with me. I'm like a lot of times I'm like I get it. But when it's coming from Uva Bowl, suddenly I'm proud to be an American, <laughs> or at least I'm like I'm annoyed because it's Uva Bowl, and I'm like, who the fuck do you have to talk? You know what I mean? Like who the, who do you have to talk? Who are you to talk? Like uh, not not to say anything bad about Germans. I study German Germany. I love Germ- Germany, but um, Uva Bowl. Ugh. No, you don't get to comment on anyone's culture. Yeah. Yes. Which is something you wish someone would have told them before making both. <laughs> yeah. Or yes. making or making any of these movies. Yeah, um, he's like, yeah. yeah, I'll comment on everyone's culture. <laughs> Honestly, you could have told me this was a remake of Captain Ron and it would have probably been a better movie. <gasps> well, oh, my God, Ron, this is so funny you bring this up, though, because we did talk about how this movie more or less, like, beat for beat rips off um, uh, Street Fighter, the movie. <laughs> yep. 
Oh, yeah, I have that. I just want to build a genetic super soldier. Yeah, so (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I have. I specifically have a note that says, "Wait, evil megalomaniacal guy bent on making a genetically mutated super soldier." who likes to paint in his fancy office and listen to classical music, and a reporter who's trying to infiltrate his island to save a dude that means a lot to her. Is this the plot to the Street Fighter movie? Yeah, and a skeezy, like, soldier guy who's obsessed with, like, sleeping with her. Yes. Um, <laughs> and could have but been played it, but very he, much so but by... But he was um, successful. So well, uh, yeah, that's true. Well, Jean Claude Van Damme, yeah, yeah, was too busy faking his own death to worry about. That's true. <laughs> the, yeah, they had a whole sex scene planned, and he's like, "No, no, no." He's like, "I have to. You have to pretend like I'm dead." They uh, told him I, that was where the sex scene was happening. Just laying under yeah. the sheet, waiting. I, now. He's like, "Before I, you cover me up, I need you to flip me over just so they can ooh. see my butt." <laughs> I did not put that together at all. That is literally the plot yeah. for Street Fighter the movie. Uh, yeah. I did have a note though for the. Uh, the sex scene that it was very much like the episode of mash where Hawkeye and hot lips get trapped in a uh, supply closet in an abandoned uh, mash trying to pick up supplies and uh, it's cold out and they have to stay warm. And the only way they can stay warm is they have to cuddle. And then they're like, well, you know, there's a bunch of sexual tension obviously in this episode, uh, but they have to like unclothe to like keep warmer because the clothes, you know, create a barrier for them to like get the body heat and all that stuff. And I'm like, that's basically just that episode of mash right there. It was infuriating in this movie though, for a number of reasons. I, I think I'm getting hypothermia (laughs) in this tropical climate. Hey, it can onset anywhere. (laughs) Well, the entire time beforehand, he's like, we're not going after your stupid uncle. We're getting a boat and we're leaving. Yeah. Goodbye. And then she's like, oh, something about that yeah, makes me want to yeah. invite him into bed with me. <laughs> it, it, like, it would have been fine if she, like, allowed him into bed and then there was a little bit more, like, joking or tension or something. But no, he's like, I'm going to get into bed and now I'm going to cuddle against you. And then there's that dumb joke of, is that your gun? And then he says, he says something like, oh. Does he say don't leave home without it or something? I, yeah, something or, yeah like I, I honestly don't remember. I remember him saying uh, something, but I don't remember what it was. I mean, and it, it was, was his gun. It was like an Austin, like literally like an Austin Powers bit. Like, I think that was actually at one point. <laughs> yeah. To go to, to, to go back a little bit, we skipped a couple notes here from, from myself. Um, the super soldiers, when they're showing them off and uh, it has uh, what's his face from uh, Twin Peaks. Uh, I can't remember his fucking name right now. Colonel. Oh, yeah. yeah fuck, uh, I forgot Don, that was Don that Davis. Um, when he's coming in to inspect the super soldiers, they're like, you know, shoot him. And he shoots him with the gun, and the bullets just like bounce right off of him. And he's like, no, you, you can't shoot him in the eye or anything. Like, completely bulletproof. But when they sedate him, they just give him a shot, and he's fine. Exactly. Like, apparently, yep. needles penetrate skin, no problem. Uh, but a bullet, Needles and scalpels, because oh, they yeah. opened them up later, too. It's That's like, right, yeah. So exactly what were they doing to them to harden the skin? That's what I don't quite get. It was something about like the muscles, like the muscles contract and like, is I don't, are they just so strong? The muscles are so strong that it, I don't fucking know. They were delivering these special meatball sandwiches that were. (laughs) Yeah. That's what, yeah. If that guy had actually gotten to eat his meatball sandwich, he would have turned into a super super soldier, soldier, but he choked, you know? 
I also would have. <laughs> that, that was one of the funniest moments in the movie, though, where that guy espoused Joey's longstanding belief that he wants to be <sighs> by a shark. I was like, I can't believe I'm seeing this in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> he said something like, I always thought it would be something quick, like getting eaten by a shark, which I stand by. I don't. Have we talked about this on the podcast before? I don't know I, on the podcast, but I've, I know you've brought this up. Yeah, I, I if I if I had to die suddenly, I would or not even suddenly, like if I had to die any number of ways, I would prefer to go being eaten by like a shark or something, because like it's going to be probably pretty quick. And like, I'm going to be the talk of the town amongst my friends for forever. Like I leave a legacy just by the manner of my death. <laughs> like in um, a traumatic, sad way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially if they're there and they see it. But like, <laughs> you know, I get to give back to nature. You know, That's I hate true. the idea of just That's being true. like burnt up and sent into the atmosphere or like left to rot underground in a, a box that can't, you know, nature can't access me. It's like direct, direct delivery. This shark, which is endangered, probably gets a meal and I get a really cool gravestone that says I get, I will demand you have to draw a little picture of a shark on my gravestone. If that happens, <laughs> but like that just sounds so much better than to me. Coming out of the grass. Oh, there oh, we go. Shark. Yeah. That is amazing. Yes. And when you yes, walk, when, is, when you walk by an emotion sensor goes off and you hear the dinner and it like goes up and down a little bit. Yeah. Oh, which Andrea also hated the fact that one of the sounds uh, one of the, the like reoccurring like musical cues what sounded a lot like the Jaws. There was also a James Bond music when they were in the lab fighting, doing a bunch of like fighting. You could totally clear as day hear a James Bond ripoff. Like while while we're on the subject of the music, uh, what do you guys think of uh, "I Only Want to See You Smile"? Oh, so, oh, the, 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 all the music in this movie was incredible. <laughs> that was definitely <laughs> one of them. I, I just love how they play it. And then like five minutes later, they just play it again in the yep. exact same part. I don't, uh, yeah. Um, I want to go back to the cliches though. Cause they were, I noted at one point, cause I was getting annoyed by them. There was a, the point of, I think it was right before the sex scene where she says to him, you've been shot. And he says, it's just a scratch. What a badass. But speaking of of him, of Jack, the main character, Paul, you pointed out that he looks very, oh, very similar yeah. to BJ from the new Wolfenstein games. Yeah, shockingly, actually yeah. similar. <laughs> I yep. was I couldn't once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. <laughs> I know. When you said that, I'm like, he's got like the same basic like haircut, facial structure, like even like the expression on his face. Uh, and then he has like the same kind of open Hawaiian shirt, which looks the same color too. I think there's there's a lot of similarities. Yeah, that is a BJ Blazkowicz a bit there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, hot damn. Yeah, and I, I I don't know if it was a weird thing too of like maybe they saw Glorious Bastards and were like, oh, that guy kills Nazis. Well, like this will be our homage or whatever. But like, wow, it was yeah, it is, it is striking. Yeah, I hated. I mean, I think the movie and maybe Uva Bowl hates women. Um, yep, I the, really agree. <laughs> surprised. <laughs> Valerie Cardinal, the reporter. I don't understand even what her character's point is from a writing perspective, like a narrative perspective. Because you might say, well, you know, he needs motivation to go to the island. 
you could easily write a way for him to go to like he could be like i heard that my old war buddy is on the island and i lost track of him or something like that why does he need to be dragged to the island by this reporter and then what happens to her like what she's literally just there to have sex with him and to be attractive like i can't think of any character progression she was the investigator remember he was just gonna sit on the boat and she's like i'll be back yeah, she's such you a good better reporter be that, here. that he's like, hide here under this barrel. And she keeps <laughs> peeking out and there's a camera right on it. And it's like, so you, you can't even like hide. They didn't even make her into a good reporter. You know what I mean? Like if they had done that, I would have been like, she's a pretty, okay. She's a strong character. No, she's like a pointless character. See, what they didn't tell you is that she's a writer for the Weekly World News. Uh, <laughs> and they couldn't find the bad boy this month so she had to go find another story i do love that she she needed she had even though she was writing for that publication she had so much integrity she needed to like actually break into the facility and like interview somebody paul weekly world news is a serious business okay they take their job very seriously you're right i'm so sorry you're you're so right yeah i i don't know what i'm i'm saying anymore it's so good but paul you seem like you were going to jump in with the the women woman hating stuff oh yeah well like both the married couples too like the the george george you know like and then like this beat because it's them and then you're like okay the nagging wife trope or whatever and then you get to like the the boat business owners and she's like where is where is that man right he's late or whatever and he's like uh, pet, be careful. She's like, you don't do anything. Give me my gun or whatever. And then she's like shooting some guy, like a BB gun or something at him. And then she's like, he's like, oh, and that's here. He kept calling her pet over and over again, which I'm like, gross. But then um, she was like, he was in the, he was a soldier. He could take a couple of bullets or whatever. And it was like so weird. <laughs> and it was a pellet gun too. So it's like, what? what? <laughs> take a couple of pellets. Yes. No. Yeah. And, and then the only other woman in it is that one, like security guard who just <laughs> kills everybody, and it's really mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's very, very weird. But also very hot. Okay. So say where it. did this movie take place? That's a really good question. Because according to the plot on Wikipedia, they went to a remote South Asian island. On that little boat. On that little boat. From what seemed like an American like news office and like American tourist, uh, like boat rental place destination. Yeah. (laughs) Well, M. Bison's fortress in fairness is uh, (laughs) really close to the all American UN headquarters. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I I did not think about that until now. Like where, where were they actually? Um, Yeah. Well, speaking of the set and the setting, um, so much of this movie takes place in the middle of the night. <laughs> like It's very dark. And um, it, it definitely was impressed on me that one, um, you can use a lot of locations over and over again if you shoot them in complete darkness. Yep. <laughs> and two, uh, really, speaking of the choreography, Ron, I was wondering, is some of the choreography, like, do you not have to work as hard on it if everything's really, 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 really dark? Yeah. And, and so much so that there's a scene that 
when we were watching, like all three of us laughed out loud in the very beginning where something gets like thrown at one of the trucks and the truck just like explodes. Oh yeah. What was it? It was, uh, <laughs> it looked like some guy just got tossed against it and the truck just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Must've been a Tesla. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Contemporary jokes. Um, yeah, I the lighting like lighting in movies is one of those things that's where it's when it's done well, you don't notice it. You don't think about it. You know what I mean? Unless it's being done for artful, like stylish reasons. It's done so poorly in this. I couldn't stop thinking about it because, as you mentioned, Paul, what it seemed like was that there was a sound stage, and then they had a set set up in the middle and then they only lit the set. So everything in the background was dark. And I'm like, this seems like a, a play like a stage play or something. It seems so cheap and unfinished and amateurish and like where is this lab that they keep walking into and everything's supposed to look very like high tech i think but it just looks super cheap because the lighting is so bad like a lot of times when you look at a prop from a movie like a big budget movie you're like wow this prop looks pretty cheap but in the movie it looks amazing because it's lit well it's shot well they do things with like focus and stuff like that and so I don't know if the set in this movie looks normal, but under the lights they use, it all looks really terrible. Also, when they're walking into that lab with that that colonel or that military dude, and he's like, he says something about like inspecting them, and he just looks through the window, and he sees the dude, and he's like, what does he say, Paul? Looks fit? Or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> the scientist guy shows him. He's not even a, like a super soldier. Maybe he is. He just looked like a bald guy to me, but maybe I wasn't used to what they looked like yet. But the colonel guy passes him. Oh, yeah, it looks fit. It looks fit. Like, looks fit. Yeah. Good job. How do you gauge <laughs> like this going. Yeah, soldier's combat capability? <laughs> oh, yeah, looks good. Yep. Yeah, must be. Yeah. <laughs> He's been working on his arms. Yeah, they look, they look, they look nice. <laughs> Damn, look at those triceps. Yeah. Yeah, it's wouldn't it be funny if it was just like this giant research facility and it's like, well, show me your results. And it's just one vaguely muscular dude in a little room. <laughs> Here we, we did it. <laughs> Looks fit. Yeah. Here's fun. Back to my but, you know, now that I think about it, I think they needed super soldiers that were bulletproof because their bulletproof vests were not. Oh, my God. Yeah. As you, you pointed out, Paul. Yeah. You, you pointed it out. There was a dude with like later on with a bulletproof vest and he gets shot by a like a pretty standard nine millimeter uh, pistol in the vest directly in the vest and he falls over and he's basically dead but then she comes over with the gun again and like says something to him and shoots him again in the vest and he's like double dead then what do those vests protect against if not you know simple nine millimeter handgun rounds like why are you even wearing them were they actually bulletproof or were they like just like tactical vests I mean, they, they were pretty thick. They could have just been tactical vests. I guess. Why yeah, they, let's go ask why they some, some cost patriots right now and find out uh, what, where yeah. they get I theirs th- from. I think they're, they're meatball sandwich-proof vests, just in case mm. someone attacks you with some, some meatball sandwich. <laughs> so how did we feel about that character? Um, Emilio, I think his name was, yeah, right? Yeah, Emilio. Um, yeah. Any... Had some, Not a fan. <laughs> had, had, some, had some funny lines. There, 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 there were some funny, dumb interactions between him and Jack, uh, but it was just not good. Yeah, I, I just hated how like immediately he 
you're identifiable as like that fat phobic trope. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He's like the heavy guy. He only cares about eating. He's out of shape. So he's immediately like, he's lazy. He's immediately like, I need to take a break. I need to eat a sandwich or whatever. And he can't even eat right. That's how incompetent he is. He chokes almost right. immediately. Well, he got, he, he got, he got frightened because he had to eat so quickly because he knew he, he only had a couple seconds to scarf down that meatball sub. Yeah. yeah, it's like I don't expect a lot from Uwe Ball, so I guess I you, shouldn't be surprised. You don't expect a lot is... from the guy who directed Blubberella? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> yeah, 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 wow, yeah, that sounds yeah, wow. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, it, it was gross. Not a fan um, uh, of of that. Uh, I, I I did find it strange that he kept saying "hump" to mean like move, right? <laughs> Now we gotta hump all these boxes. You that's, know, that's, that's, the that's 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 a standard. That that's not maybe not like I wouldn't call it standard. It's not standard, no, but no, it's, standard. it's it's that's a weird. I, I've, def- yeah. I've definitely said that before. So you've humped some boxes. Bro. I've humped some boxes actually. So <laughs> one of the things when I was working at the moving company, I actually got a thing called a hump strap. Uh, which I, hold on, hold on. It's basically just a strap. It's a it's a about a I don't know ten foot long like I think I know what strap. it is, but you you put it around boxes and then you like put it over your shoulder and you're able to carry a bunch of things or if you need to carry a mattress you roll it underneath it and you're able to pick it up. It's just called a hump strap. I know it sounds dumb, but that's what it is. So it doesn't sound dumb. It sounds sexy. Mm. <laughs> I'll bring it to the next boys club. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Get the hump strap on. Yeah. Hump some boxes. One of those boxes names. No, the hump, the hump, the hump yeah. strap on is a different thing. I'm your, I'm your box. <laughs> um, yeah, but that was, yeah. Smoke that, that skin that, wagon. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, we were all, yeah, 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 skin in that, that smoke wagon. Um, yeah, no, yeah, that, that wasn't great, but again, it's, God, it's like, what, what more could I, I expect, I guess, in Uwe Ball I, uh, territory? I just but. liked how the, like, let's, let's go down together. Like, that's something that he learned in dance camp. Is that what he said? Like, when they were yeah. like, why would you, how, what? I don't understand what context you would learn that in dance camp. Like to, to go down, like, I mean, I guess it's probably some weird dance moves where you have to do that, right? Back to back, go down, get back well, up. And I also, I have to ask how much of this movie was improvised because he had a ton of lines in that scene where it was like he was just like saying shit. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Have you ever been in a situation similar to this one? <laughs> <laughs> this is like a bit. If, if, <laughs> if, if all of that was improvised, that would probably actually make it better. That if it was all written that way, just to like see how he would react to like some of the stuff that he was saying. But if that was all written, then, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. Yeah, Uva Bowles like his his philosophy is I don't give a shit. So like I imagine if the actor was like, hey, can I can I just like throw some lines out there he'd probably be like can i can, go for can it. i just throw till off until make him laugh and then you have to cut <laughs> like yeah that would be that would be pretty entertaining yeah well and this is also in the era of like like a shitload of like improvised comedies are like coming out and maybe Uwe Ball's like, I can do that. Just, just have my have my actor say something. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> Speaking of hilarious, we can't forget the the most hilarious practical joke in history when uh what's his name jack jack the main yeah. character i keep forgetting his name jack. jack and valerie 
are are driving and they get pulled over by some soldiers. And (laughs) he he holds one of the soldiers up at gunpoint and he says, undress. And the soldier starts to undress and he says to the soldier, not you, her. And he indicates the reporter whose expression doesn't change whatsoever. And the, the soldier's expression goes from nervous to, oh, interested. And then Jack says, not, or or, just, just kidding. You wish. You wish. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? (laughs) What the fuck kind of, what? (laughs) Why? (laughs) He's pointing the gun at him and he says, not you, her. Why would you, what? And why did the guy believe him? The fucking whole premise is dumb as shit. There's no delivery. I hate this movie. You know what? I'm shocked that like um, Jean-Claude Van Damme might as well have made that joke at the end of the Street Fighter movie with the like, we'll do the interview, but only if you wear that special dress in yeah, the credits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. That was, yeah, that was one of my least favorite parts. Also, just, speaking just of the reporter of? again, one of many, <laughs> I hated that the reporter again was not even smart. She didn't know what a hand grenade is. She's like, what's this? <laughs> or what are these? And he said, they're called hand grenades. How? Who the fuck doesn't know what a hand... Like, it's... <sighs> you don't have to know how they operate, but if you see a hand grenade, I feel like everyone... Like, you like, interviewed 20 yeah. people on the street, and you handed it to them, they would be like, oh my God, get this out. You're like, what is this? It's not like the hand grenade in Death, Death Race 2000, where it was literally implanted in his hand and they did that great joke of what's that it's a uh, it's a hand grenade yeah <laughs> literally in, in his hand yeah that's great yeah well um, also she's like a she's like a reporter she watches a lot of news <laughs> you think that would have come up at some point or another right <laughs> weekly world news yeah. doesn't often cover uh war stories so they, yes. they just mostly do the truth um yeah too busy telling uh that yeah, that chase scene was pretty bad. Just dumping out the whole box of grenades, and, and that, that that's not how grenades really work, like either. Yeah, like they don't really explode that way, especially if there's a bunch of them. Yeah. Or the like the grappling gun that shoots through the roof into the helicopter, and then the helicopter like, was <laughs> was able to pick the jeep up. Like that's yeah, that's impressive. And then the roof, the, boat. Of, the roof of the Jeep was able to hold uh, yeah, the Jeep, the weight. weight of the Jeep for that long. What about the boat? The, um, the boat chase scene where Jack's in front and they're like, ah, we got him cornered. And then he's like, oh, look, a very conveniently placed ramp <laughs> that he jumps with his boat. And they're like, ha, ah, he got away. Like, no. And then there is a barrier where they get stopped. So why did you even put the ramp there? As like a, if you're a writer, like. Just to see, and, and like you said, Ron, I think so much of this $30 million budget went into things like that, where they're like, we need to have like a, a, a boat jump a ramp, we need to have a helicopter explode, and then make it look like it's from a PlayStation 1 game cutscene. Um, we need to have all these like set pieces or whatever, and they were focused on that, but they couldn't justify like, where would a boat jump, why, why would a boat jump a ramp? It's, oh, to escape, which doesn't work anyway, but then... There's a gate anyway that stops them. So it's like, there's no fucking reason for that, for them to jump that ramp, but they did it. And it looks kind of cool. And it's like, they don't, that's like the best thing I could say about this movie is that some of those things, even though they didn't make any fucking sense, some of them looked kind of cool. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't do a bad job. 
Yeah. But they just didn't do a great job. Yeah. Or a good job. Or speaking of not cool, um, <laughs> but when uh, Parker, like the security guy, is like, you go on without me. I need to talk to this person who obviously wants to kill me. <laughs> And then yeah. He gets right up in her face and she just like stabs him immediately and then like cuts his throat. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> no wonder your your security is is not doing well <laughs> to contain this this super soldier outbreak. So goodness. <laughs> one of the things uh I I when I was scanning through this like one I found online, uh I scanned that part. So after the guy like he's like go on, you know, and like the guy that's listening into the communication, like trying to trying to like find out what's going on. He's like, you know, like he, he knows he's dead and he's like, all right, he's going to, he like sidles over backwards. Like he's scooting up against a wall, except there's no wall behind him. There's just a, this giant open space. So he's like, you know, <laughs> hugging a wall that's not actually there with his back open to like just emptiness. <laughs> And yeah, like yeah, I'm I'm watching it again right now. It's it's so so dumb. God, this movie's not good. What is what does Tab like about this movie so much that they just had to have us watch it? Um, whenever the journalist character talks to like the scientist guy and she like gets a little bit spicy with him, he's like, "Take it easy, take it easy. <laughs> let's not go that far." <laughs> and let's let's talk about his painting. Uh, oh god just <laughs> painting <laughs> just literally like taking his time painting over this genetic code like using the smallest brush and like not even like you look at the painting and it's just brown like it's not even like he was like trying to hide it or like make some sort of like Jackson Pollock-esque art which I can excuse but, like, the only time I'll accept Jackson Pollock art yeah he couldn't even do that just start painting brown over everything it's the it's the stupidest thing too because like okay so i have this like really important scientific discovery on here uh, let's put it on this like flimsy canvas that i'm going to carry around by hand that could be like destroyed or damaged or lost in the water or whatever and not only that i want it to be secret so let me just like you said paint it brown that's not suspicious at all if we got caught so there would be no question of like, what's, why are you carrying this brown canvas around? Oh, you know what? Just <laughs> never mind. Must be nothing important. He's just terrible at art. <laughs> Fucking so stupid. Yeah. And that's supposed to make us think that he's like some genius or something. Come on. Well, and also like, um, what I was thinking when he was running around with it, it looks like, oil, like an oil painting. So all that's still like wet. I was waiting for a moment where we saw like <laughs> yeah. his suit is like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or they're like, "Where did he go?" And it's like, follow the little dripping brown line, brown dots. <laughs> oh God! Um, one of my favorite scenes, though, in the movie is when they're getting away in the boat, and Jack's just flipping the double birds <laughs> as they <laughs> as they drive as they as they sail away. That's probably my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> it's just just like me, and then you see the guy get caught up by the or you know the all the super soldiers get caught up catch up to him and he doesn't know what to do yeah so, we don't even get to see like his satisfying death it's just like hey yeah. stay back well that's how <laughs> they right. that's how they keep it open for far cry 2 <gasps> mm-hmm. i just read today that they're working on far cry a, an actual remake um not, oh, not they're, rebooting, Bowl, they're rebooting they're rebooting this one yeah 
they're coming out with a a Watch Dogs and a Far Cry movie. So they're supposedly working on it now, but we'll see if it if it comes to fruition with the shock um, cancellation of the Batgirl movie. At this point in time, I'm like, what is Hollywood even doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, or Joey, we didn't talk about this, but um, Tomb Ra- the Tomb Raider sequel is dead as well, and we yeah. won't get to see another Alicia Vikander movie, which is a yeah, because. Warner Brothers sold it right to another studio. So maybe there will be, a, there probably will be another Tomb Raider movie at some point, but the Tomb Raider series that they were setting up with Alicia Vikander is dead, which is very sad. Cause I really thought she was a great, that first movie was like, okay, it was pretty good um, for a comic book mo- or comic book movie, video game movie. I thought it was really good. I liked it a lot, but as per yeah, your it's poster like, in the background, as per my poster in the background, yeah, baby. yeah. Would you listeners, you can imagine, <laughs> yeah, you can. yeah. It's Alicia Vikander drawing a bow, looking like Lara Croft. That's about it, but it's good. I like it. Um, I did not like this movie though. No, Far Cry. Um, all right. So the the ending. What? Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, so the ending is, you know, that he is in, he's got his new boating thing going on, new boating business, um, where he's the captain of his own ship again. And, (laughs) and she, the reporter is there whose name I keep forgetting, uh, Valerie is there. So it's Jack and Valerie and she shows up and she's getting ready to go into work or something. I forgot. I wasn't paying attention. Um, that sounds right. But they're all flirty and she kisses them. Oh, that dumb bit about what, what would you rate me? Right. Two out of 10. And he's like, but two even now. Yeah. Because when they had sex the next day, he was obsessed with what would you rate me? And she said a two and he said, ha ha ha. Like she was joking. And then at the end, it was a call, but it was a double callback at the end. Cause she called back to that where he said, you know, about the two, were you serious? And she didn't answer. So I think she probably was serious and I wouldn't be surprised if he was a two in bed. But the other callback, of course, was the return of the wonderful couple, George, George the and whales. Uh, <laughs> the whale. Hey, honey, <laughs> yeah. we're Americans <laughs> and we get the best customer service and blah, 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 blah. And like, <laughs> weird, weird American cliches. <laughs> That they were, <laughs> are not that funny, but well, who knows? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but also like a lot of the voices, and I said this when we were watching it, wait, seemed dubbed. Wait, yeah, wait, what? I'm reading the Wikipedia article here. We might have to watch this movie again. Um, Valerie, who turns out to be an undercover CIA agent, continues her work for the agency while traveling with Jack. What? Did I miss that? Did I miss that? <laughs> what, what granted, the, what the fuck? granted, I was not paying attention a lot. There were a number of times where I zoned out, not on purpose. I wasn't like checking my phone and stuff. I just, I and all four of us missed that apparently. Well, Tab probably saw it because they're That's a huge yeah, yeah, fan. Yeah, of this, they, this is their like twentieth time watching the. Yeah, yeah this so. is when they would have been scolding us. Like, how did you miss that? It was obvious. It was clear, it was so clear, clear. clear as day, right there. Yeah, yeah. There, there's only one reason why there's a Criterion collection in Far Cry movie, and that's Tab London. Yeah, and their best friend Bobby Kotick. <laughs> um, he provided all the funding. Seriously, I'm gonna have to watch this end of this dumb fucking movie again to find out yeah i I do not remember that at all holy shit yeah but uh, like the the couple at the end and at the beginning though 
like they're they're I, I was I was like sure that they weren't even American because yeah. I was like their accents seem so off, but yeah. I don't think it's just their accents. I think it's the 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 ADR, uh, which stands for like automated dialogue recording, I think, or something like that, or re-recording or something. It's basically in filmmaking, you record scenes and you record the dialogue on scene. But if it's too quiet or if it's too muddled or unclear or there's noise, they'll re-record it in a studio and then overdub that recording into the into the film. But again, if it's done well, you can't tell that they did that. In this movie, I feel like I can almost always tell. But with these characters specifically, I felt like they just weren't. And I, I'm like, I don't know if it's ADR. I don't know if it's that they weren't American and they overdubbed it with American dialogue or something. But it seemed off, didn't it? I'm looking up tourist George and tourist Laura to see. Um, uh, it might be because they're Canadian. Well, that's that would that would explain the whales, George. I thought his was even worse, though. He like, is from Ontario, and she is from British Columbia. Hmm. So she's I, in Watchmen. <laughs> She plays Jackie O in Watchmen. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. And she was in The Walking wow. Dead and Supernatural. Huh. Uh, and Taurus George was in Postal and The Frighteners. Of course. Oh, The Frighteners. That movie. <laughs> <laughs> mm, <laughs> I like how that one's the, oh, that movie, not Postal. <laughs> No, uh, I, I just don't. It's one of those. I forgot about that movie completely until you said it. I'm like, oh, like that movie was the 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 marketing for it was huge, and then it, if I remember correctly, flopped hard. But um, but all right. So I think I'm done talking about uh, yeah. this movie. Do so you guys have I, anything? No, <laughs> I just I need to know. Like, I wish Tab was here so they can talk about it at length. Uh, but what's the fucking story of Far Cry? <laughs> No, but you know what? Like, what's, what's of the game? Like, what's the story of the game? Like, what is no, nothing? Nothing of this is the story <laughs> of that game. Um, but what's interesting is they U- Uwe Ball bought the film rights to Far Cry before yeah, that, the game even released, which is crazy. So, like, he, I wonder if he had a story planned just regardless of whatever the game ended up being. Because <laughs> that's kind of what we have. Like, other than that, it's just, like, an island I mean, I could shooting. I can, like, have some, like, conspiracy theory-esque stuff of, like, oh, the reason they're super soldiers is because, you know, the, ge- the, the people or, you know, the enemies that you're facing in Far Cry are hard to kill. You know, they're bullet sponges, and you have to, you know, t- they take a lot of hits. So this is like a way to explain away like the bullet sponginess of, you know, certain characters and stuff like that. But that's giving him way too much credit, credit obviously. Right. Yeah, I have no clue. I've never played a Far Cry game. Uh, so I have no clue what the premise of any of them are. I mean, I got an idea of some of the later ones. But that first one, I always just understood it. It was just like, it was a technical showcase more than anything else. Right. I don't know. So I'm reading Wikipedia. It says set on a mysterious tropical archipelago. The game follows Jack Carver, a former American special forces operative as he searches for the female, for the female journalist, Valerie Constantine, who accompanied him to the islands, but went missing after their boat was destroyed by mercenaries. As Jack explores the islands, he begins to discover the horrific genetic experience experiments being conducted 
on local wildlife and must confront the mad scientists behind them. Oh, that's actually, that's pretty close. So this is basically just yeah. the island of Dr. Monroe. Yeah. Mercenary style. Yeah, I, I feel like they, he, he, they, they provided him with a synopsis and he just went with it probably. But yeah, Tab would be able to speak more directly to the one-to-one a- actual perfect rec- recreation of the plot in this movie. So. Perfect. The perfect recreation. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a part. We'll do a director's cut of this episode with Tab later. But for now, I'm done. I'm done. Time. I, every, at the I, end I of think, every I think I'm going to have computer problems that day. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's just going to be Tab. It's going to be like a true director's cut. Tab's just going to record dialogue or just over our director's over commentary the over yeah. the episode. Yes. Tab, tab and a special guest. Oh, Let buddy. me give you a hint. A lot of outstanding <laughs> sexy women's conduct allegations. Rhymes with Abby Kotick. <laughs> I hate you didn't change the last name at all. <laughs> got rid of one letter. <laughs> the first initial starts with B, ends with Abiconic. <laughs> He's in Moneyball for some reason. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that does our conversation movie. for Friday. This, this, this might have been the worst Uwe Bowl movie, honestly. I think, well, Cause it's not as interesting. Like the ones that are really bad that we watched, like alone in the dark, there was, it was weirdly kind of fun to watch cause it was so bad. Um, and it like kind of campy and it was like, but this one was like boring. It was, you know it, what I it mean? Was, it, it didn't even super generic. Like, like yeah. I said, like you could have told me this was any other fucking movie and I would have no problem believing that. This is the play. movies they show on Cinemax at 1am, you know, there's more boobs. That's true. Not you could play boobs. a great drinking game, though, of every single time they say Max. Yeah. In this movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, in a movie with, like, four <laughs> significant characters in it, you hear that, that dude's name a lot. Max. Yeah. Oh, you mean Max? Yes, my uncle Max. Well, Max, I'll <laughs> tell you. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I forgot he was in Gladiator, though. I'm like, why does this guy look so familiar? And also, For why sure. do he have so many, so few lines in Gladiator? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh. yeah. At the end of every one of these episodes, I feel apologetic. So I'm, I apologize to to you all. I apologize to the listeners. But if you want to write in and <laughs> harass us about this, or you have questions, or maybe you side with tab and you're like, this was an amazing movie. I don't know what your problem is. I don't know why you were so critical of it. Please write in pretty pixels podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Um, you can find us on social media. I'm on Twitter at Losperman. Ron's on Twitter at big bad Ron. He's on Instagram at not big bad Ron handsome boy, Frank for his kitties. You can find me on Instagram at Joey Crundwell. Tab is on, uh, Twitter with far cry film. Number one fan at Twitter. I don't know. I'm just trying to make shit up. Uh, no, they're on Twitter as Random Mocks. And that's about it. So thanks so much for listening. We're you know, sorry. I, and... I don't have anything to say, but um, my neighbor, Tourist <laughs> Laura, is actually shouting something through the window. Let me open it up. Well, Paul! Paul, you promised you'd show me whales. Paul, Paul.
well, well, tourist Laura, my real <laughs> neighbor. How are you going to connect I don't, these? I don't have any whales for you, but I have a whale of a good time uh, in store okay. for you with CD Projekt Red's Thronebreaker. It is a wonderful RPG from the developers of The Witcher, set in the world of The Witcher. It incorporates fantastic, dynamic storytelling with um, a wonderful deck building system. Very familiar to anyone who loved Gwent from, um, of course, The Witcher 3. So check it out. If you or anybody knows somebody who owns a gaming device, if all you have is an N-Gage, this game is available for you to pick up. It is probably available on there um, as well. Um, if, you, if that's been sitting in your closet, you're like, what am I going to do with this thing? I paid $800 for it, you know, 10 years ago. Well, now's your time. Pick up Thronebreaker on it. Check it out. You'll absolutely love it. And then write in with your effusive praise, um, thoughts, excitement. I will, with your permission, of course, talk your ear off about it. I'm so excited about this game. And uh, yeah, we will then send you a free copy. The first person to write in a free copy. You'll get a code and then you can pass it on to another friend. And then maybe, just maybe, I'll know two other people who have played Thronebreaker. So check it out. I I have not played it yet. It's definitely on my summer list still, once we get through Disco Elysium. But I will say that it's probably rated at least a 2 out of 10. So... So check it out based on this. <laughs> <laughs> Not um, if you've had sex with um, Jack Carver, it will be comparable <laughs> to <laughs> your, your Thronebreaker experience. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening. We're sorry again. Uh, we'll see you next week with who knows mystery box probably because I don't think we're going to get through Disco Elysium by then. Um, but look forward to question mark and we will talk to you later. Bye. Whales. Bye.